Welcome back to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast. Back, what, Caleb? I, I am five seconds in, not even five seconds into this <laughs> intro. We haven't recorded in like two weeks. We're late on this finale recap. Why are you already laughing? <laughs> because what listeners don't know is that you just spent a solid like 60, 90 seconds trying to start because you thought I was going to interrupt you while starting, only to not interrupt you. So you had to start talking with your eyes closed <laughs> to get get the words out of your mouth and actually open this podcast that's yes. why i'm laughing fourth fourth time to open this is the charm <laughs> uh and it was with my eyes closed so um thanks for that caleb uh you know i'm just getting in the zone uh that way you know i'm ready to stand on the cliff and be stabbed in the back by jlp that's that's what I'm I'm working towards. Hey, there is a metaphor in that challenge, right? It's, and it's a great metaphor. It's a great metaphor. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, Alex. Uh, we you just moved uh, to did. a new house, uh, uh, new apartment. That's right, new apartment because you're moving into a new house because you're going to be this a summer. homeowner. Yes, so correct. That, that's awesome. It is. Uh, work's been busy. Uh, if yes, it, it just has been. Uh, you're at work right now at nine. I am PM. at work. The life of working in higher education means that sometimes you uh, keep unusual hours. Uh, however, it does mean that uh, later, like next week, I'll just take like a whole afternoon off because I'm, I'm here working right now. It must be nice just to not even care. Something like that. And, and the like, irony of this is like, I'm technically working, but I'm currently recording a podcast. So that's fun. Uh, sometimes higher education jobs can be a lot of fun. Everyone send this episode to Caleb's boss. Uh, we'll put the link to their sure. email in the description. Her, her name is uh, Reverend Lisa Garvin. I work here at SMU. So come on. That was, don't say that again. All right. Um, anyway, Caleb, we are going to quickly recap this finale episode we're planning to do a more season-long review of this season because it was so much fun and we just can't stop talking to one another on these podcast calls. But tonight, we just want to hop on here because it's been a little crazy the last couple of weeks. Again, I was moving this past week. I was a little sick. Caleb's been busy with work, stuff like that. So uh, we apologize for the delay. It's going to be a quick little podcast here just talking about the major points of the finale of Survivor uh, Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains. Um, this is your chance to, I'm assuming you're you're not listening uh, if you haven't watched the episode, but spoiler alert, Liz wins. <laughs> I almost didn't do spoiler alert, but you spoiler know. alert, like it's Liz been wins. over a week now. So and if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, it's your own fault at this point. But um, we are going to build up our podcast to talk about Liz winning this game but we have a few topics to talk about first so Caleb before we dive into really the games and the pitches of these final four we'll include George in that final four uh, two questions for you number one we'll, we'll include George in that he was he was part of the final well, four I, 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 I said no, final pitches I said final pitches and but we're also going to include George in there okay he, okay he didn't okay. have a final pitch right um, <laughs> anyway so uh First question for you, Caleb. Yep. We see in episode 23, the second to last episode, that Matt wins the challenge, gets two votes. Everyone else gets one vote to take out a jury member. Yeah. Um, this is a kind of re um, visited and kind of 
redesigned twist from U.S. Survivor season 32, uh, Ko Rong. I feel like that in U.S. Survivor had a lot of controversy. People did not necessarily love that twist. But Caleb, how do you feel about the twist overall of voting out a jury member in terms of your own personal preference, how it works for the strategy? But then also this new twist of everyone gets a vote. It's not just the person who wins the challenge picks someone to lead. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say that on the surface level, I hate the vote a jur- jury out per- like twist. Uh, in particular, like from the concept of a, of a game, yeah, it makes sense. If we were playing, spending a night to play werewolf or secret Hitler and it involved a final tribal element and I voted you out, well, that's, you know, an hour, hour and a half of your night gone that right. you don't get a say in. But these players have been spending weeks and weeks in their blood, sweat, and tears to be on this season. They've left their lives from home, from back home to come out here. And yes, Survivor is not fair, but to be able to to completely strip the what is the essence of Survivor is the fact that you vote people out that you have to convince to then give give you the money. Yeah. Right. And so uh, and and that is like the justice of Survivor is that even if you get voted out in the merge, you have a final say. Your voice gets told. Uh, it may not amount to anything, right? It could be the one vote that doesn't really do anything, but you still get a voice in the final outcome of this season. And so both in Korong and even more so because it's Shawnee. Uh, we love Shawnee on this podcast. I hate the premise of this twist uh, because I think it just does a disservice to the, the players games uh, and, and their ability to like, not their ability, but their, the effort that they gave to be out there that long Um I hate that it removes their agency to have a say in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I I think from a fan perspective, seeing a lot of, you know, fans and, and the entire jury was returning players at that point. So obviously they care about the game. They've invested a lot of time and energy into that to then just lose it right away. Like that's a pretty terrible feeling. Um, So I hate that. Um, I will say this, kind of redesigned twist that everyone gets a vote is actually really fascinating for me because we get to see a lot of conversations of, you know, the, the the first conversation, you know, George and Liz had to everyone was, Hey, let's all vote out Simon. Um, You know, that was something and George was pitching that of, you know, I'm not going to get Simon's vote. So let's do that. But we have only four people left. And if one person, Caleb, if you say, Hey, let's vote out. So-and-so because I don't think they're going to vote for me. That means now I have an increased chance. I went from 25% chance to a 33% chance. That person may vote for me. Mm-hmm. And so why would I agree with you and your opinion? There's there's no benefit of compromising as a group of four at that point, because all four of you, someone's very wrong and just voted out a person who would vote for them at the end if you all agree on someone. So in terms of the strategy of the conversations happening, I loved it. I thought it was really intriguing gameplay, Um, but agree like the actual happening of a jury member being voted out feels against what we know Survivor to be and what those players have earned. Yeah, I will agree with you. This was an evolution of that twist from U.S. Survivor that I really appreciated. The fact that it wasn't just one person getting to say, but you there was strategy involved with who you named and who you didn't name. 
I think if they wanted to keep this kind of twist, the thing that I would like to see improve it more is rather than the person being completely removed from the game, either one of two options, they either still get to vote, but don't get to be at that, like get to say anything or ask a question at final tribal council, or they can talk as much as they want at final tribal council, but they don't get a vote. Right. Yeah. So they still have some agency to get to affect the outcome of the game. Yeah. And even if the twist is you four with with Matt having two votes, so five votes out there, you are voting for one jury member. That person is immediately tonight voting for a winner and then leaving. Oh, yeah, that, um, would, that would be that would be intriguing, too. Right. right? Because like... you, you can't agree with anyone. Right. At, at that point. And what do you do? You and, you know, George jerry liz try to team up against matt because if everyone goes a different direction matt gets it so um that would be almost the opposite you know style of this but just as much if not more chaos um yeah i I would love that i think that'd be that'd be really fun right regardless like the, the the improvement on everyone has a vote was very intriguing it was a great change to yeah. what u.s survivor had done the only thing I would change, which apparently this was asked, I did see online later, when um, the family visit, not not necessarily at the challenge the next day, mm. but at the final three, when the family came in to celebrate, I wanted Shawnee to be part of Liz's family, like so bad. <laughs> and then even after she won and like they were all celebrating, I was screaming at my TV, bring Shawnee out, bring Shawnee in. They never did. But apparently Shawnee did ask producers if she could be one of Liz's loved ones. And they said no. <laughs> so really funny out there. But Come on, producers. I, give us what we want. We want Shiz. That's what we want. Everyone wants it. Everyone wants it. All right, Caleb, speaking of this challenge, um, this is also a, a revised, newly developed version of a challenge we've seen the first two seasons of Australian Survivor in Samoa, where they are on the treacherous terrifying cliff with cliff with uh water you know beating down on them with loved ones in an endurance challenge um we mentioned kind of the the uh, spikes or the swords going into their backs it's a different pose than they typically had uh what'd you think of this challenge Caleb? well i i really liked it it's also a it's a improvement or a more extreme version of the u.s challenge that we've seen right yeah. uh, if you've seen david versus goliath Christian Hibiki's like monologue on that pole with his Mm -hmm. like was was epic. And so I really love the like added twist of the the spikes just to kind of crank up. Hey, this is intense and you are going to have to endure. And it is mine over matter at many times, right? We saw Matt lose, not because like he gave up because he, but he slipped off the pole. Uh, Right. It's, it's that one lapse in concentration, which is like, I understand that people, don't love the extreme endurance final tribal or final challenges because it overly advantages more physical players. But uh, what I appreciate about it is that a lot of these challenges are really are mind over matter, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, how long can you stay up there and how long will you push through that pain, which both Matt and Liz proved all season long that they were excellent at, at both of those things. Yeah. And it was fun when we got to interview Liz the morning after the finale. Um, you know, we kind of asked her, like, how much longer did you have up there? And she was like, I'm not, I wasn't going down. That that's it. <laughs> and I also got to tell her how badass she was when she just like stares down JLP and just nods her head, like, keep cranking it, buddy. Um, I did notice so so hot take. I did notice 
that the waves towards the end when it was just Matt and Liz were hitting Matt a lot more than they were hitting Liz because he was on the end. Mm. Um, and so he was getting soaked when yeah. she wasn't, which is like, you know, Splash Mountain at Disney World, right? Like sometimes you get wet, sometimes you don't. So, um, it, you know, it's it's always you've obviously ne- you've obviously never ridden Splash Mountain with uh, with, I, with Loomis boys in the in the I, in the I have not, and I <laughs> I don't think I'm missing much. Um, you know, so uh, that's 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 what I'm gathering. But um, yeah, I thought that was cool. But Liz absolutely deserved that win. Absolutely incredible. So let's move to this uh, second to last tribal council where George goes home. We see all three of them, Matt, Liz, and Jerry, voting George out, biggest player of the season. Um, you know, I, I think that probably across the board, people would say that. Hill, you have a take on George's game that I do. I do I want mm-hmm. I want you to enlighten us with. I've had to hear it like two or three times already. So please <laughs> give me a fourth time. Well, here here's the I will also say. We haven't had the chance to talk with George yet. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to do that at some point here soon. But uh, so I, I don't like know what his final end game plan was. Uh, I have to think that he was banking on a final three, or I honestly maybe banking on a final two. I actually think George would have been better served by a final two uh, than a final three um, because of his three person alliance of Matt Jerry. And I don't think those two were going to flip on him if it weren't for the final three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there was an inherent flaw in George's game this entire season. Uh, and that is that he was playing a losing game from the get go. George comes in with this massive target Uh, being one of the most ruthless and strategic players from his season. We see that like from the get-go, people are like saying his name. Simon is hell-bent on getting him out. And what George does is he comes in and he doubles down, triples down on I am king of Survivor. And I'll tell you what, it made for some amazing television. I loved getting to watch George. Uh, be hit the the fullness of the character of King George out there, even sometimes when it was against the players that I loved the most. Entertaining television, but for someone who already had a target, and they said, "Let me, you know what? Let me just make that target even bigger. Let's 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 actually build a statue of my head on an island, uh, like Boston Rob and Sandra from Island of the Idols, and play this game that way." And so why it's a for me an inherently losing game inherently a losing game is that he was always going to be the final vote out. Uh there was very by the way that he played. Had he come in, played a little bit more down to earth, played a little bit more like less aggressively, really like built up social bonds and not been so flashy about it, and not had this like clear resume that George is playing the best game. Uh and having had a worse resume but he would have had a, sh- a chance to pitch his case at the final tribal council. Now, I will also add that maybe George doesn't get to the end in that way or mm-hmm. get to the end at all if he doesn't play that way. Someone with that big of a profile, it is just hard to play an aggressive game and not be automatically targeted uh, and be that big, big boot. Um, and so George played an amazing game. Um but I, I think in, so, in some ways, right, there is a world in which George 
can get to the end uh, based off his relationships with Jerry and Matt. But even still, they had that final two. I, the other part of this is that George is not a physical player. Yeah. Like he, he's just not like, so no, like knowing that you already have a target and knowing that you're not a physical player and knowing that the final challenge is going to be an endurance challenge yeah. and you, you are likely not going to win it. it. It felt like in some ways he was setting himself up to always be this last vote out. And maybe that's, that's fine. Right. He said in that Epic tribal council that I've done all I needed to do on survivor. And if that's the case, hats off to you, George. You are an epic player and a great character of Survivor. Yeah. Well, and and I I think that that point of he's not a physical player is something that I would highlight too. And again, outstanding game, like top tier game, strategically, socially from George this season, just from an entertainment standpoint, like you said. Um, But I think a lot of people in the end game, they, you don't see a lot of final jury votes for being a challenge beast. It's possible, right? But a lot of times that's undercredited um, behind strategy. People want big strategic moves, not big physical moves. But you have to be physical, especially an Australian survivor, to get to the end. Um, I mean, and, that, that, that was his downfall in his first game, is right. that the Braun players did not respect that he just completely ignored the physical side of the game. Right, right. So it's it's tough, especially an Australian survivor, because you know... Um, that last challenge is going to be an endurance challenge. And I'm, I'm thinking, I know not every single winner of that challenge has gone on to win Australian yeah. Survivor, but a majority of them have, especially the recent ones have. Um, that winner is the one who ultimately takes it uh, because they need it. Um, you have to have that big, big strategic game, but also the endurance um, at yeah. the end. So um, it is a flaw. And, and I mean, even you said he was playing a losing game or, or a game to get to the end and lose right at the end. I think if you are playing that big of a game and you can't win an endurance challenge, that's the category you fall in. Right. And that that's like kind of why I say it too, right? Is that knowing that he was unlikely to win, unless he's the final four is Jerry and, and some old, like older players or players that are on his caliber physical, like physical wise, like yeah. it's to me, that's like, I'm I, honestly, I'm a little confused as to, why he played so aggressively knowing that, hey, mo- most smart players are going to vote you out at, at Final Four. Yeah. Well, I, I still wonder if Liz loses. Do they vote on Liz? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know? So, like, that, that, that's a great, like, question, too. Uh, part of me thinks that Matt knew that he was not beating George. Uh, yeah. I don't – I do think Jerry would have taken him. So, I think it would have gone to yeah. fire. So, in in that instance – George almost gets there and, and could have win. And so like I, me saying that he's always playing a losing game is a little extreme. There was a path to win, but for the most part, I would love to hear George's perspective on why he played so aggressively, knowing that it was always going to put this huge target on him. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who George, George knows. knows. Maybe he doesn't. We don't know. <laughs> All right, Caleb, let's talk about these final pitches uh, that we get. So we see Liz sweep this jury of returning players a group of seven of the biggest names in Australian survivor history, Matt and George get zero votes. Um, still respect them a hundred percent being a zero, zero vote finalist is tough, um, but they got to the end. So um, we, we want to give credit there. Uh, however, uh, we're going to have to pick apart these, these pitches a little bit. And 
ultimately those two had losing pitches. So Caleb, let's start with Jerry. Um, you know, I, I, I will give you a brief recap of his opening statement, uh, if it's helpful for you and our viewers. Absolutely. Can, can we just also make a, a quick disclaimer and a reminder to anyone listening and any future viewings of, of the episode? We saw a very small snapshot of everything that was said. Yeah. So that, that's it. That, that's the disclaimer. The, the <laughs> editing with like the rain made me laugh yes. because it's like they were like soaking wet and then five seconds later they were all dry and then... <laughs> Two minutes later, there it's currently raining. They were first getting wet, and it's like you can kind of tell it's like all over the place a little bit. But we have Jerry, his opening pitch. Um, this is a summary of it, but some of the key points: he was the oldest player, and typically older players get voted out first. Uh, he was able to survive to the end when he was betrayed by the heroes. He made that group, the the big heroes alliance. Uh, quote his hit list um, to take out uh, he mentioned linking up with George not um, as a shield but as partners and then that he um, voted out every player who went home which I didn't fact check but I'm assuming he's correct if he said it yeah I, th- I think that is correct um, yeah I, I think Jerry like when all said and done had a solid pitch at least for, like from his initial kind of what he wanted to say uh, I think really what seemed to do him in was his overestimating his relational ties uh, yeah. to, I think we all can agree from the, based on the edit, it was always going to be a long hill to climb for yeah. Jerry uh, to win. I do think like, I, I, I think it's solid to say that, Hey, I was the oldest guy out here. I w- I was considered expendable. And I went through and eliminated every single one of you because I worked with the devil, right? Like I worked with George and I made him my partner. And so, yeah, I I don't have really anything to knock from it. It just seems that at the end of the day, like his biggest, the biggest downfall in his game is the fact that he did not build relationships with people. Yeah. And, and I thought, um, I think it was both Sam and Sean um, really kind of, picked apart this they they asked him um you know someone asked hey do you have any regrets he said no i don't uh and then said the age gap you know i've I've got 30 years on the rest of you that made it really hard for connections um and the jury kind of said hey it it was actually a one-way street um we tried and and i loved what sean said of because jerry mentioned football and he, he was like hey david and i we both played professional football we bonded over that but we didn't talk about that with the rest of camp. Like he's like, I never mentioned that unless I was talking to David privately or someone asked, he's like, that was my job. That wasn't my hobby. Uh, what are my hobbies? And you're just, I don't know. He goes, well, I know some of yours and we, we have a lot of similar ones. Um, and it, it made me think of like Russell and heroes for villains and us season of Russell. Do you regret what you did? No, I don't. And we, I got to think, you know, Tony does that too. He says, no, he doesn't regret some of the strategy he made and they still reward him for it. And so I'm even wondering in the final tribal council, when someone asks you, do you have regrets? I think from a strategic point, it may be best to say, no, I don't. I stand by my strategic decisions, but from a social point, you might want to acknowledge the regrets if that's what they're actually asking you, uh, because yeah you need to repair those relationships for them to feel good to vote for you for a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would agree. Like 
to an extent you have to be able to own what you did and say what you did. Cause like, like, do you have regrets? A statement of no, I'm here in the final three to make my case. Yeah. Like, that, that strategically is all that needs to be said. Yeah. Uh, I don't regret getting here because it, it helped me get to this point, Yeah, but to do so in a way that is sincere and unapologetic, right? Like it, it's, Trying to find that balance between the two, that is, I think, what Tony does so well, right? If you think about that moment in Kagiyan, and in particular, Trish, like, grills him, and he just kind of says, no, he's able to do it in such a way that it at least convinces the rest of the jury that he deserves to win. Yep. Yep. All right. So that's Jerry. And again, from my perspective, Jerry's downfall, at least from the edit, was that moment with Sean of, hey, I don't regret anything. And it was, you should, because you didn't get to know us. Um, now, Matt's downfall, on the other hand, was at the hands of George and his question. He asked them, Liz and Matt, what move did you make that was not instigated by me? Which is a tough question, but I stand uh, by it. I, I think I, it's a I fair hate, question. I, I hate it. I don't think it's a fair question. Okay. Uh, uh, well, tell me. Tell me why. <laughs> I hate it. I like, I, well, let me rephrase that. I think it's a fair question to ask in the way, but if he truly believes that he was the only one pulling all the strings and making all the decisions, then I, I, I think George doesn't understand the fundamental game of Survivor in the same way that Russell, and maybe, maybe not the same way, this is extreme, but Russell Hance doesn't understand part of the fundamental game of Survivor is that you have to work with people. Yeah. Uh, my my biggest thing with Matt, and I would say the same with Liz, and maybe they said this and maybe they didn't. Uh, we just didn't see it in the edit. I will never understand why we don't see the argument made that Christy Bennett made in her season of Survivor of choosing to not make a, a specific move that changes the game or affects everything is a move. Yeah. It is not a flashy move. It is not a big move, but it is a move. Honestly, like I don't know the full context of the tribal council. Liz also played an amazing game and did a very, mm -hmm. very good job of articulating that in the final tribal council where I thought Matt's downfall was not being able to articulate that. Hey, I played this game and I, I did exactly what I said I was going to do since the uh, merge. I did it successfully by working with the one person I knew that could help me get there. And yes, I could have flipped or made a move or done mm -hmm. something different, but that likely doesn't get me here because it wasn't what was best for my game. And yeah. so George's question of what was a move that you did uh that was out my decision. My, if I'm Matt, my response is every time I chose to work with you, it was my decision to work with yeah. you. Right. Right. And and that's why, yeah, I, I like the question. Matt, Matt didn't answer it. Yeah. Um, that we and, saw, and that we saw, that we saw. Right. Right. Uh, because his, I thought his opening argument was actually really strong. I liked it a lot. He said um, his, all of his actions were to reinforce this idea that he's a nice guy. Um, you know, and even turning down the the loved one call um, and give it to Jordy. He did that publicly. That way at the merge, no one would know that he was the one flipping uh, and not expect it. Uh, and, and said kind of balancing both his challenge game and his social game. Um, but when George asked that, uh, his response was like, 
Well, I, I would seriously consider taking George out and working with Simon, but ultimately I talked to Jerry and we decided not to do it. I wish he talked a little bit more about like the moves I made on the heroes, like original heroes building ties in order to build that nice guy persona, the choice to stay with the, you know, um, vigilante rather than the vigilante group, rather than um, flipping to go back to the OG heroes. I think he'd say that, but really just the, the, the ice in the veins of George looking at him and saying, quote, Matt, I don't want to hear how you participated in my moves. Um, which is like, I hate, I hate, I hate I like it so it. much. I like it. it. But like, that's the thing is like, it, it's not George's moves, right? Like the, it is a group's moves. Like George is one vote. Yes. He has to convince people, but it is everyone's decision to go along with that. Uh, and like, so that's, what's frustrating for me. Like listening. Yeah. It's cool TV. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's got the whole like purple Cobra going on uh, Globo gym, purple Cobra, Absolutely. like five. But I hated it because I hate like, no, George, you don't get there without Matt and Jory. Yeah. And, Jory and Jerry. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and so like. It, it is a, 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 a pointed question. It is. For sure. And it's not it, fair. Yeah, it's not fair. And the other thing I thought was interesting, it was Matt's decision to take Shawnee out. Yeah. Uh, uh, the I, I was intrigued that we didn't hear that at all. Yes. Um. It, it makes me feel like it was probably mentioned or maybe mm-hmm. just Matt forgot about it. And I, I don't know, like that seemed like an obvious move that he made independent of George that uh, was pretty fundamental to potentially the final jury. And mm-hmm. we, we didn't see that. Right. And it's really interesting. Liz got lots of credit for taking George out, which I agree, but Matt also did like he, he was, from what we saw in the edit, right? Like he was right there with her with the same idea. And you even see when she claims that move, the camera looks at Matt kind of sitting there and he looks a little like bewildered of like, wait a minute. But then we don't see what he says. So um, really interesting there. Um, I Again, I thought he had some decent points uh, to make. Uh, I don't think he had a stronger case than Liz. I, I do think there was the, the right winner of this final three, hands down. But I, I think he he played a good game. And, and I just wonder, like, what we saw was that the full pitch. And if so, he's he got to work. He's got to work on that. Yeah, I, I think I think Matt and Liz would have been equally valid winners based off the season um, for, for me. I think they both had elements of their games that they deserved. I don't think it should have been a unanimous vote. However, I will say based on what I can tell and the fact that it was a unanimous vote for Liz is that tells me that Liz killed final tribal council, whereas Matt did not. Uh, and so uh, I think that's just kind of where like the difference kind of lies. When I look at a 30,000 foot view of their games, I respect both of them. I think Matt played a very good game uh, and did it very well. The role that he played, what it's obviously wasn't a winning game in this situation, but I think Matt should look back on this survivor game and be very proud. I honestly, he is one final three twist away from winning the survivor. Yep. All right, Kayla, let's wrap this up talking about the winner of the season. Liz. The winner, Liz. Liz, part of, 
part of the greatest alliance of this season. Uh, one half Fun. of that duo, Shiz, the Shiz. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> so Liz's opening pitch here, we, we hear from her first. She says, hey, I was a physical threat. I knew that coming in. I'm a two-time Olympian. Which really, it's funny because we didn't hear that a lot that no. uh, that from her a lot in the confessionals, um, but that's huge that it was it was part of her, which, which is a stark difference from the last season's winner where we we were told constantly what he did for a living. Yes, yeah. Well, <laughs> and I loved, and we got a chance to ask her about this too. But you know, she said I I needed help in the strategy department, so I learned from the returning players on my tribe, and I um. I think she said later, a move not instigated by George. She, um, or no, no, no. When they asked her, like, what's proactive versus reactive in your game? And she said, I had to build alliances immediately with the returners or I was going to get left behind. And that's what happened. She was the last returning new player from the Villains Tribe by far. So I, I think she did that well. Uh, she also said she kept her relationships intact despite voting out most of the jury. Um taking George out, trying to remove her motions to get back at taking Shawnee out, taking Shawnee off the jury, and then taking Nina out was all part of her strategy. Um, Caleb, what, what do you think of this pitch? Yeah, I think she did a great job. I, I, I Both Matt and her, I, her especially, had really interesting journeys. And I do think it's to their credit that you know we often see returning seasons with new players the new players do not do well Mm -hmm. Uh, and often the person that the new player that tags along with the returning player is often the quote pawn thrown off to the wayside earlier in in this game and liz made herself indispensable to george in fact george voting out shawnee was probably maybe the single best thing that could have happened to her in the post-merge portion of this game mm-hmm. is because it made George reliant on Liz. And like, it's to Liz's credit that she chose to continue working with George, yes. even though he made it clear that he could not trust her yeah. or trust him. And so I, I, that takes a lot of skill. That takes a lot of social maneuvering. And so I think the other part of Liz's game too, that we see, especially in the swamp tribe portion of the game is she like builds really strong relationships with Mm -hmm. uh, Nina uh, and that carried it over into the merge. Uh, And and we talked about with a lot of them, what happened at the merge, like where was like the Nina um, Liz kind of Sam team up that was pitched when Haley was the potential target uh, and the heroes just kind of said, well, it kind of just ended up going back to status quo. Yeah. No one's like specific decision. That's just what happened. So Liz played a very strong social game and like uh, she was a challenge beast. So I, I, I don't really know what else to say uh, about her game other than that she, she played great. And I think the biggest that she did for winning was doing it pitching her final case that was convincing and compelling to the jury. Uh, And at the end of the day, Survivor is about relationships. And we saw with Jerry that his lack of vulnerable relationships killed his chance. uh, Matt's lack of relate, like compared to Liz's social relationships did not compare. Uh, and I think that is why two players where I, I thought they played very good games individually 
we see Liz get a unanimous vote. It's because of the power of her social relationships throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, it was this perfect combo of social, strategic, physical. Um, and, you know, she reminded me of Haley a little bit in Haley's final pitch, right? Of when Haley's like, I blended Brain and Braun together. Yeah. When Liz was like, I, I was a hero in a purple, sparkly villain's cape. Um, yeah. I love it, right? Like, that's, that's using the theme. It is. And like, that's like, so that's the other thing. Like, if you look at good survivor final tribal councils, it's the people that can articulate their story in a way that is compelling and like interactive, right? So both Haley and Liz are two great examples, right? They took this overarching theme and incorporated that in their final pitch to be able to talk about, this is why I should win this season in particular. Um, And so like, it it was just, it was a great final tribal council uh, and and a great season all along, a lot of ups and downs for Liz. uh, And I think a, what I love to see is that, we often in Australian Survivor get very heavily edited seasons towards the winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even even in like uh, Brains and Brawn, George was heavily edited, but Haley had was was shown right plenty. Yeah, yeah. Liz wasn't I would say Liz was shown and given confessionals with some regularity. It was yeah. never overhanded. Uh and I I really appreciate that we still got to see her throughout the season. It wasn't out. It wasn't Survivor season forty one. I out of nowhere mm-hmm. winner, uh, but it wasn't uh, a hey. I just took up ninety percent of the airtime. Yeah, yeah. It was refreshing. It, it made it fun. Yeah, it did. And Liz was a fun like Liz was a She's fun great. character to root for. Like yeah. she just was. Yeah. I'm looking forward to rewatching this season at some point and kind of getting to see the story develop uh, over the 24 episodes. So, but that is a summer project. That is not a now project. Uh, Caleb, any, any final thoughts as we wrap up this episode, talking about the uh, final few episodes of the season? Yeah. I, I mean, I think a, you know, some people will be upset that George not winning was a, uh, down downer on the season i even on this podcast said i several episodes ago that having this final three of these new players was going to be kind of like a, a whimper to the ending and it wasn't right they, they proved me wrong um it was an exciting end i also really really love the fact that the final three were all new players yeah on a returning season and the whole uh, jury was returning players i love that so much because it just like debunks the like trend of the returners win newbie seasons for all the newbies out there this is how you the, all matt jerry liz watch their games like even Part- if you don't like jerry's game partner with shawnee par- partner with shawnee though that's that's done <laughs> that's all I need to do. um well and if you missed our exit interview with simon you missed that caleb won um this season his first australian survivor season to win congratulations caleb um that was a disingenuous uh remark that i just made uh i am don't matter proud of you living the high life honestly a little pissed but um you know i'm team alex is still it's still great there's always next year just remember that there is always next year i'm also destroying you in our fantasy tribe for survivor 44 right now 
un, un, unimportant. That's okay. Uh, the winner's already on my tribe, so. Mm, uh, that'd be two pretty bad winners. <laughs> um, anyway, well, thanks for bearing with us. Uh, definitely check out our interview with Liz. The winner of this season, super fun to uh, chat with her. Uh, we'll be coming at you here in the next couple of weeks with a full season review, hopefully. Uh, and we will still be covering season 44 of U.S. Survivor. So um, let us know if you have any questions or anything you want to see. Uh, and we will speak llama to you later.